0: Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, Antonio. I'm good. It's been, it's been a little while. It has been a little while, but we've had, uh, you know, we missed you uh, in the last episode. I had uh, We had Keith Goldstein on. As, yeah, you cheated on me. <laughs> I cheated on you. We've been meaning to have Keith Goldstein on for a while he's he's a he's a close friend. I wish you were there. You could uh, you would have had a good conversation with him. But yeah, yeah, I cheated on you.
1: It's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. That's your job.
0: That's your job to offer yeah. forgiveness, right? That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh we're you know currently we're at episode 38 right now. So, we're a couple of episodes away from our 40th episode, which is I don't know. We should probably break out the beers for that. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I checked our I checked our stats, and we're getting close to 20,000 total downloads, total plays for our show. Awesome. Yeah. Fun. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, we definitely have a cause for
0: celebration. Yeah. Soon. I don't know where that puts us on the scale of podcasts, but. I think we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> we are number one. This Mark is the Merit, number one. Watch photo- out. Yeah. <laughs> This is the number one photo podcast in, in the country right now. I don't know. Sid and Mac are right up there. Sid I love those guys. <laughs> yes. And Bart. Sid and Mac our and fellow and, podcasters. Right. Sid and Mac and Bart. They're our inspiration. And uh, yeah. we, we were going to have uh, – actually, well, we were going to do it tonight, but uh, we weren't able to. We had um, a couple of cancellations, but we're going to do a Sid and Mac – Shutter time. Switch to manual. Mega podcast.
1: Yeah, gonna team up. that'll, yeah. that'll be fun. So yeah, that's gonna stay, be... stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah, we don't know what this topic's gonna be. Although, no, I think I know what some of the thing we'll be talking about. We'll Probably be talking about portfolio printing. That'll be one thing we'll talk about. But uh, I think it's gonna be a free for all. You know, slap down, mega blast. You know, super 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 Sunday 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 event event event. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking
1: of super big news, yeah. there's, there's talk of Emmys.
0: I want to hear this story. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen to this. I, I work for an, org- an organization in Brooklyn called BRIC, B-R-I-C. They're an arts organization. And the part that I work for does the television uh, broadcasting, so we do local stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, and one of the guys who's a producer there, he knows I'm a photographer, and he's been trying to do a series of uh, short documentaries about uh, Brooklyn photographers. So he decided to use me as the test. <laughs> and and then he ended up getting an Emmy. W- well, we no, let's not jump. To, no, we're not jumping uh, there yet. Uh, uh, Hang on. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold your horses. Jesus. <laughs> Some people. Dishing out the Emmys, right? No. So last April we 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 filmed it in our local neighborhood in Brooklyn on Cortelyou Road. We did the interview at Cothra Coffee Shop. Where and we that, met? Yeah, where we met. A lot of things happened in Cothra. and uh, you know we did some around the street um, photography. I was taking pictures of people, and uh, anyway they they cut a nice piece out of it. Flash forward to. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and all of a sudden on a monday uh, i'm i'm in the uh, studio and my producer this producer justin justin bryant he's giving me a bear hug out of the blue saying we got an emmy nomination i'm like excuse me <laughs> like, we got an emmy nomination and like i don't i don't understand what language you're speaking <laughs> i, I don't really get it <laughs> Anyway, they were announcing the New York Emmys. I I think there are – I haven't really researched this, but there are Emmys that are given out on the local basis as Uh well, besides the big national Emmys for all the television shows. So for the New York Emmys, we were the – actually, we were the first one announced uh, for the arts news uh, category. And what was really funny was that because the piece was named after me, because it was Antonio Rosario – photographer uh-huh. right? so when the woman was making the nomination announcements she said and in arts and news Antonio Rosario photographer <laughs> BRIC TV and I was like what <laughs> so yeah we're with um I think there was third t- maybe 10 other like, no not that many in our category maybe like f- six six or seven in our category and Justin said you know Looking at the other ones, we stand a pretty good chance. So uh, we shall see. I think they give the uh, actual award out in May. Um, and our network that I work for got thirteen Emmy nominations altogether. My friend Chris Raddatz, who, uh who is a camera person also at uh, and a producer at Brick, he got he got nomina- two nominations.
1: Wow, that's yeah. awesome, man! Yeah. yeah, good for Brick and congratulations,
0: dude! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the next morning I was like thank you you're, you're that guy yeah yeah." I'm like yeah you know an Emmy you know we have to pay for the Emmys if we win you actually have to pay for to get the award otherwise you get a certificate that says that you won the award huh, but if you actually huh. want the statuette you gotta pay $200 I think $200 for it so it might be worth getting <laughs> yeah well I mean
1: I, I think Brick ought to do that for you yeah not- well we'll see they're <laughs> a
0: non-profit so we'll see how much money they have <laughs> Yes, but I, I don't know if I can pony up 200 bucks for an Emmy stature. Anyway, it's not really for me cuz I'm just the talent in the it would be for for the producers. So, yeah, so that happened and I was t- you know, anybody who's following me on Twitter and Facebook saw, you know, you know, I was probably tweeting it. I'll probably keep tweeting it for the next, you know, up until the time I get the award. Yeah, until you die, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, um and if we get the award, I don't know. <laughs> Even if we don't get the award, you know, having been nominated, yeah, part yeah, of no, nom- it's cool, it's exciting, yeah. So, uh, what I've been doing with it, well, I have been tweeting it and I've been using it sort of like a self promotion, you know, I've been, um, sending it out to, you know, through the social networks and, you know, seeing what happens. And I was sending it out to, uh, Fuji, uh, through their social media networks, Fuji USA and, um, also Fuji Europe and, and I was getting a lot of good responses from them, and they were retweeting it out, and it was going out a lot. So I thought that was a really wonderful thing to do. And I you know, see if I make the story really quick. Um, for anybody who watches the Sci Fi channel, there's a show called The Expanse, and I'm a big fan of it, I'm a big fan of the books, but I'm a big fan of the show too. And I've, uh, I've been tweeting back and forth with some of the stars of the show. They're, the show is um, new enough that I think they're, you know, People who are working on the show can actually reply to all the social media uh, tweets and stuff that they get. So I, I've been corresponding with a couple of them, and I sent them out um, a tweet saying, "Hey, you know, you guys are on TV, maybe you appreciate that you know this piece I was in it was in the Emmys." And one of the stars replied back to me. That's so cool. And he said, "Hey, man, I watched your I watched your uh, I watched your your documentary, and he you 'You're a really good photographer,' and it was you know, congratulations and stuff like that." I'm like, "Hey, great." thanks. I'm honored that you watched it. And, you know, boy, uh, you know, it would be great if I could ever come down to the set and, you know, photograph, you know, you guys, you know, on the set of the expanse for the when, the, when you're doing the second season, and he's like, yeah, come on Toronto, come on down to Toronto. We'll talk to the production people and get you down there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> now, you know, reality could set in and i don't even know if any of this is possible or you know whether or not i mean i believe what he's saying but i don't know if any of this could actually happen but it got me thinking that uh, you know for me uh, i grew up on movie sets and i spent a lot of time there and to actually be a photographer on a television set or a movie set behind the scenes thing would be you know kind of a little bit of a dream come true and uh I'm also asking Fuji if they would want to, you know, sponsor me. Maybe they could lend me, you know, some of their cameras because their cameras have electronic shutters and those are really good to use, you know, obviously on a set when you can't make noise. Um, So, you know, to be continued. We'll see how that goes. But it got me thinking about, geez, what are the kind of, you know, dream jobs, photography or jobs, projects? What would be a dream photography project? And, well, you know, this is one of them. You know, it would be great. To, you know, the idea is, you know, if I could get somebody to sponsor me, I don't know if I could afford to go to Toronto, but if I could get someone to sponsor me, even if I could maybe get the ticket to go there, um, and if the uh, if they're able to talk to the people on the set and I can go on the set, it might be an issue of uh, union rules and stuff like that, but they're in Canada, and I'm in a union here in New York City, so they might have a professional courtesy and let me on there, and I'm not trying to get anybody out of their jobs. I just would like to go and take pictures of yeah. the show that I'm in love with and, you know, meet these um, great actors and, and hang out with them and, you know, do great pictures of them. And that would be just like a fantasy come true for me. So, I don't know. I was thinking I'd like to bring that up and talk about the, the kind of fantasy jobs. Here we go. We got our sirens outside. <laughs> New York City. We're in New York City. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I like the idea of the dream job and, you know, I think oh, it's – Oh, how to make it happen, right? Because we don't want to – Exactly, what, yeah. Yeah, how are we going to make this happen? I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to – I just lost my train of thought, but I wanted to say, you know, I, I, I'm basically taking this thing that happened, you know, the Emmy nomination, and I'm, I'm basically trying to push as far as I can go with it, you know? And so what are the equivalent things that you can do to get that kind of, you know, dream job?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, it's fun to think about, you know, envision what would you like to be doing ideally, and then be, you know, moving in that direction, baby steps or big steps, and you never know when you're going to get a lucky break, and reminds me of, uh, you know, when we were interviewing Ron Haviv, and he talked about that opportunity he got, um... I think it was to go to the Philippines was his first big break, and
0: uh, it wasn't it wasn't the Panama, was it?
1: Um, maybe it was Panama. Yeah,
0: because right. he went he he got the guy the guy gave him an extra ticket had an extra ticket to go down to Panama. Right, 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 yeah. right.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you just you just never know if you don't ask, you know, if you don't try.
0: Yeah, well, just to. You know, this is one of the things I go through all the time is like, you know, are things going to fall in my lap or am I going to go out and, you know, push make it, it, happen? make it happen? And, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a part of me that wants the things to fall in my lap because I'm not necessarily a, a go-getter all the time. But um, that's not going to necessarily land me the, the dream assignments that yeah. I would like to work with. And you know, I think what ends up happening for a lot of people is there. well, I'll say what happens for me because I can only talk about myself. Is that there's that, you know, that fear of being rejected, you know, that it's not going to happen. And <laughs> that automatically puts the brakes on for me to even sometimes start something, you know. So, like, maybe uh, – I you know I don't create the portfolio because I'm thinking well why am I going to bother doing this you know uh, here here's another example the New York Times just recently had a um, uh, an open call for a portfolio review and here's a chance for me to you know the shoe to be on the other foot <laughs> you know we're doing our portfolio reviews on our site right uh-huh. yeah. and. And now the New York Times is calling out and they're saying, well, we want to, you know, review your portfolios. And they're only choosing, I think, 150 people. And, you know, they weren't charging for it, which was nice. But, uh, you know, this idea that I'm going to go and put my pictures out there and have someone criticize them, <laughs> like it's really scary. But, you know, there's it's it's presented in front of me. If I don't go and take the opportunity, you know, I don't know what's going to happen from that. You know, maybe nothing is going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe – well, first of all, I might not even get picked. So in that, in that case, nothing is going to happen. But if I didn't try, um, I, I would have. I lose an opportunity. If I get picked, which would be interesting, and then I go there and get, you know, someone looks at my work and says X, Y, and Z about it, I don't know where that's going to go. But I had to take the steps to go and do that, you know? And so the fear of uh, having my portfolio reviewed, you know, it was there. And it was like, well, you know, if it actually happens, I'll, you know, someone's going to sit down and talk to me about my stuff and say, well, you don't know what you're doing at all <laughs> or or whatever. And if that fear stopped me, I would have never signed up for it in the first place.
1: Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for leaning into your fear and and taking taking some risks, you know. I mean – there's the having fun and doing it for the pleasure of just producing art and being creative and experimenting and doing what you love. But it's nice to get paid. It's nice to um, find yourself in challenging situations where you're shooting really cool things. And you never know. You know, I, I, The thing I love about your story is how one thing leads to another. You know, One, one time, I, when I was just getting started, I put together a little book just for the fun of it. Um, a book of my images, you know, and then I happened to have that, and it was around the time that I moved to Staten Island, and just on a whim, I just went to the Staten Island Advance, asked to talk to the photo editor, he happened to have time that day, and I happened to have this book that I had put together, and I showed it to him, and he said, hey, you've you've got a a good eye, you know, are you free tomorrow? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> and that and that's how I started, you know, shooting for them for a little while. And it was so so fun. And you just
0: just never know. What what um I don't know, what led you what led you to go into that door? What was the you must have stood there for a second and say, Am I gonna go in? Am I not gonna go in? What what yeah. finally pushed you across the threshold?
1: Ah, uh, it's just I guess obsession, you know. I I just when I My sort of plunge into photography was rather drastic and I was just so on fire with it. But yeah, but it was, you know, I was nervous and it was a risk and I had no idea what I was doing, (laughs) Uh, but it just, but I I think, you know, both of these stories that there's something about, you know what, sometimes you just, you got to take a leap, you know, and reach for the stars and you may end up on the moon, you know, but you never know. Can you come up with a couple more
0: metaphors, please? No. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah, uh, you know, let's see if I can throw my metaphor in. Um, you know what? What do you have to risk? You know, if we yeah, start putting right. the list together, they're not gonna throw you in jail. They're not gonna kill you, most likely. You know, you're gonna be able to go home and eat. Like what? All these things that sort of hold us back from going after those dream assignments. Um. If you really boil it down, the awful things are probably not going to happen to you, right? Yeah, totally. So, what what do we have to lose by actually pushing suggestions and our our dreams as far as they go? We you have nothing to lose. And yet, we all a lot of us just sort of stop in our tracks and become deer in headlights. There's my there's my metaphor. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I think another relevant thing too is I mean, you know, it's like there's all of what we're talking about I think applies to professional situations where you know you're trying to get a paid gig um, or a project that would lead to you know yeah payment you know publication, but there's also lots of I think you know you can create a lot of opportunities just by approaching people in the right way. I mean, if you're not looking to get paid, but you want to do something cool and you want to produce your own images that maybe you'll sell later or whatever, you know that. I mean, I. I know you and I have been in thousands of situations where we've just approached people respectfully and just said, "Hey, you know, this is who I am and, you know, maybe you have your book or your portfolio or a link or you approach people online and I mean like to take a few steps rather than just I mean I, I mean I, you know, I'm sure we've both done it too just being someplace with our camera and talking to somebody and saying trying to get permission and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't but yeah. You know, there's ways to go about it of reaching out to people and, um, getting access, which can be fun.
0: Mm, it could be fun. And it could be a challenge too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like you're saying, sometimes people say no, and well, whatever. You know, that's it's not the end of the world. And and sometimes I'll say, yeah, okay, sure.
0: Well, what's what? Uh, you know, maybe you can help me. What what kind of tip do you have? I mean, it's so much. It's so easy for some of us to say, well, just go and do it. Um, it's not always so easy to just go and do do it. You uh-huh, know? It's, yeah. It's one thing to say those words and it's another thing to go out when you're standing there with a camera and you want to take a picture or you want to push something as far as you can go. And, yeah. And, and well, you really can be sort of just stopped. And, you know, what, you know, knowing where your background is and, you know, you're talking to people a lot of times, What what could you do to, what could be like the, I don't know, a little flag that can help you take that step forward.
1: Well, I mean, like, for example, you know, say you have some images that you've taken from theatrical performances, you know, and you know somebody who's in a play or there's a play that you're interested in, um, you know, you could email the director, send along an image, say, you know, I'm interested in shooting the upcoming performance of blah, blah, blah you know i would be happy to share the images with you i mean obviously this is like the last thing you'd want to do if you're trying to survive as a photographer but if you're doing it for fun and passion and you're wanting to give yourself more challenges you know i i just think you know it's one thing to show up i mean oftentimes there's just rules about you know no photography allowed mm-hmm. and you show up with your camera and you know somebody is just has been instructed to look for people with cameras and say hey no photography but, you know, if you you approach the director, you show him some images that are good and you say, you know, I'd I'd like to shoot this play and I'd be happy to share some images with you and, you know, you're going to have a much better chance of being able to do it. Uh-huh. And then sometimes it's, you know, you meet somebody who, say you're at a party and you meet somebody who's directing a play and you strike up a conversation and you just start saying, hey, you know, I'd... I'd, I'd be interested in shooting that, and and then you know just kind of leverage a connection and show up. Your name's on a list. You can walk in and and shoot away. And
0: it's interesting that you're mentioning plays. Is that something you want to do?
1: Um, yeah, I've, I've I've done it. Um, there was a really cool play, um, which of course the the title is escaping me now, but it was in like a big huge historic church in Brooklyn um, and there was another photographer there we both submitted our images to the times and they chose his and I was crushed <laughs> because I was like in communication with the photo editor and they really wanted an image for that play you know but I got a hand it to the the other dude got a great shot I thought I had some good ones too but they wanted black and white was part of it but Anyway, yeah, and I, uh, I think that's fun, you know, the, the challenge of, like, the dramatic theatrical lighting and, um,
0: yeah. Dad yeah, my dad, I, my dad enjoy did that. that. huh uh, Way back in the 60s, it was one of the things that he shot um, was theatrical productions, and uh, it was really interesting. If you don't mind me going to the side story for a second, I was in my photo yeah. studio. Gene and I and my friend Sean had a photo studio in the uh, – meatpacking district in on west 14th street and i got a call i was sudden, my phone rang and it's like hi is this rosario photographer i'm like yeah and he's like well you know we're looking for the picture of uh george c scott that you took in 1962 and, and <laughs> i was like excuse me <laughs> like yeah you have a picture of george c scott and and we're looking for that picture and i was like oh you must be talking about my father <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I didn't know he shot you know I didn't know he specifically shot Jersey Scott. I mean, he did a he did a lot of things on stage. And uh Yeah, I, that's cool though. Yeah, it was it was a really kind of bizarre experience. And um it was re- interesting. Recently I was shooting a school uh play in in Brooklyn. Um got hired to shoot some it was a kids play uh for 2 days. Uh, uh-huh. And it was a lot of fun. We were using the stage lights and we were shooting uh, the kids in their costumes and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, you know, it's funny that you're talking about stage plays because, like, I, didn't, I don't know if you realize, I just did this a couple of weeks ago. Uh huh, no. And uh, what was interesting about that is, you know, stage plays, uh, when you do that, the, the lighting is already there for you and, and the costumes are already there and everybody's in character. Right. You know, yeah. so everybody's part of this whole big, um, you know, production. Th- yeah, big production, a big theater. Uh, And you're part of it as the photographer. So, anyway, it was, it was, that's kind of coincidental that you you mentioned that. But I was curious if it was something that you wanted to do because you brought it up and I don't know why you were Uh,
1: just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I've just, I have done it. I, it, I, for all those reasons you just said, I, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, would that be some, I mean, would that be a dream thing? I mean, for me, the dream thing would be like now, you know, I'm pushing to get on to the, set of this television show. Um and you know what? If I don't get it, eh so what? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I of course I wouldn't I would be lying to say I'm disappointed, you know. Uh, again, this is all future negative predictions. I can't predict about how I'm going to feel, you know, once we find out whether or not this is happening or not. But it doesn't matter. You know, it's the act of trying to do this and try to get this thing that I want to do. Um and again, if I don't take the steps forward to do it, I'll never know that you know I I could have done it or couldn't have done it. So um, yeah, better to try and see. Yeah. So I'm just curious what yours is though. What would be the you know someone drops a camera on your lap and says you know puts your life on hold for you know two weeks, uh, you can come back to your life in two weeks. What what would you want to do? What would be the thing to do? And how would you how would you go about getting it?
1: Well, I do like to see my images published, you know, Um, and I do love the New York Times. Um, Uh So I think, yeah, you know, doing doing a project um, for the Times, I I think, would be like a dream job for me.
0: Yeah. What kind of, what would be the project?
1: Uh, Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, like a newsworthy thing or... I'm trying to uh, pin you
0: down to something specific. You got to yeah, travel related arts.
1: I mean, you know, I, that's the beauty of newspapers. There's like, uh, I'm know. not
0: letting you get away with this. You're, you're being vague. <laughs> well, probably. A human I want you to right. fantasize because yeah. everyone wants to hear your fantasy. I well, want you to I fantasize would, a little bit.
1: I, I would say some kind of, um, human rights story. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, I mean, this is segueing into something else, but lately I've been using my phone a lot and I don't know, I've been, you know, um, writing a lot for this program, um, a, a psychology PhD program I'm doing, so I'm writing a lot and um, and I've always, you know, another dream, I guess, would be to do like a some photo essays, you know, writing and shooting. Because mm-hmm.
0: you are a writer, right?
1: Well, I, I like to write. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have a book or two, right? Do the uh, manual and manual. <laughs> yeah, our manual, true. yeah. We only have our little manual and the uh, how to how to sh- switch to manual.
0: Yeah. So you're not going to get away with that other statement, too. you're 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 switching to your phone a little bit.
1: Well, uh, I've 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 been so busy with the new job and and this PhD program that I'm um I haven't had a lot of time to shoot and so and and I've just been, I don't know, I've been enjoying using my phone and applying filters just as like a, a creative thing to do. Like today I, I saw this really cool sculpture and shot it with my iPhone and applied a filter and um, I mean it's weird how every everything is uh, connected I think and you know I mean like we end up shooting things that catch our eye that that engage us in some way and part of my part of my PhD program involves eco-psychology and, and studying indigenous psychology and the sculpture that I just happened to see on the grounds of this hospital was called the transformation of the shaman uh-huh. and uh, so I took a shot of it and played around with the filter and and I intentionally put my own shadow taking the picture as like visible mm-hmm. with, within the frame and
0: I don't know yeah I was just uh so what what are you getting out of uh I mean this you know we're switched to manual right <laughs> so this is sort of yeah <laughs> going going in an opposite direction what are you getting out of uh applying filters to your pictures and what is it what is it doing for you um because i I went through and and this is not meant to come out judgmental at all, so don't take yeah, it that way. Yeah. But yeah. I went through this phase as well uh-huh. with um, with my iPhone a while back, um, and pretty much what led me to to start to do street photography too was was you know at some point I got the limitations of the phone, but I was applying the filters and stuff like that, and I, and I I found myself so charged up that was I was yeah really excited. So I'm really curious what it's what it's for you. Um,
1: uh huh. Yeah. Well, I I guess it's it's sort of a blurring of the lines between sort of, you know, quote unquote pure photography and and just kind of radical creativity. Like a couple of years ago, I saw that documentary about Banksy called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Uh-huh. And after I saw that, you know, and it's sort of poking fun at art, um, but it also, I mean, it's dealing with Banksy. It, it's sort of Inescapably also touches on the the power of art to make powerful statements and uh-huh. um, and I don't know I found it, it there was something sort of liberating about that and I just I got kind of experimental and uh-huh. pr- produced some images um, that I'd taken with my SLR but then I applied some filters and it sort of made it look like paintings and uh-huh. I don't know it's just it was something that engaged me creatively and. Now, as I'm doing it with my phone, uh, there's sort of just like, it's, it's more about producing this creative image that takes the actual image as a starting point and then sort of um, transforms it. I've been thinking a lot about transformation lately. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder why. <laughs> you becoming the transformed man. Yeah, I guess my life is transforming it is yeah. It is. It's interesting that that your your um your move and your life changes are corresponding now with this desire to use your phone and and uh not that you're moving away from your DSLR, but but the the use of the filters and stuff like that there's a, it's an interesting coincidence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm a, a big believer in, you know, sort of radical freedom of creativity and I mean I I'm sure I I will find myself in another phase of shooting when I'm dying to get out into nature and I I, you know I, I would like to believe that just what I've been doing that feels kind of playful and experimental with the phone with filters will somehow inform sort of like my next project with my actual camera.
0: You know it's just I just thought about this for me when I was telling you, I was getting into doing all the filter phone things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pretty much happened when I moved to this neighborhood the first time. Huh. And so yeah. it was a radical change for me too. I mean, we bought our apartment, and it was a big. Oh my gosh! It was two thousand eight, so that was the financial crisis happening. Wow. wow. And we're moving, and r- just after that, I started doing the street photography, and I was using. I started with the iPhone, and I was applying filters to it. So, huh. It's interesting that. You know, maybe uh, your future is going to look like my past, you know, that the, uh, these big changes in your life are, are also manifesting themselves in the way you produce your photography and how you express yourself creatively. And at some point in the future when you've – because we all move on from one project to the next, we will be yeah. interesting, interesting to see what develops from your freedom – that you're experiencing by using your, your phone and, and these filters that are available.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll come back to that in to, a year. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fun, fun to think thing. about.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, to sort of all tie it back together again, you know, it's for me that um, experimentation, I would say, or creative um, soup that I was working with that led to to me, to this point now, where I'm talking about the Emmy Award, and and trying to push for my my dream job,
1: right, right. One thing leads to another, and you get some momentum, you get some excitement, and a little shot in the arm, you know, from like, wow, you know, look at this. Yeah. So, so f- yeah, the key.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to stop no, no. you there, but I was going to say the key is to stay creative and stay moving, and you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to use your phone or your your Canon or your iPad or, or whatever, it it ultimately does not matter.
1: Right, you know, right, yeah. Just, Again, it reminds me of what Ron Havid was saying about you know uh, shooting with all kinds of things and just being open <laughs>
0: to the moment and, and adaptable. Yeah, and we we should th- thus not limit ourselves. You know, yeah. I mean, you and me were switched to manual and we like talking about that, but uh, I would be the last person to tell somebody to say, you know, don't shoot with your... Your phone or your iPad, and I know people are gonna probably write to us and say you look stupid shooting with your iPad. I, you know what? No, you don't. And and people who say that are are just are are too busy um, thinking about how they look.
1: And yeah, yeah. I'm sure Van Gogh looked pretty foolish at times, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody so would look. Who cares? Yeah, just create, create, create.
0: Yeah, and again, using that as a stepping tone, stepping stones to towards what you want to do. So, I don't know, thinking ahead about what the, um, you know, what the desired project is, what you want to do, what you want to say with your photography. I mean, you know, I don't know what you're trying to say with your with your iPhone pictures. And I haven't seen many of them. I don't know where you're putting them. But you need to start sharing those things, man. <laughs> I, unless they're <laughs> a little I, too personal, but I – no, 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 no. Well, there's just shots of Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, by the way, everybody, is his dog. And you know what? I don't mind seeing dog pictures. Um, In fact, I was looking through, uh, you know, later we'll do our photo quotes, and I was looking through some, um, I was looking through an old book. Actually, I've got this book. I think my dad stole it from the, uh, from the, um, where is it from? Hang on a second. It's from the, like, Veterans Hospital. All right? Yeah, it's the Veterans Administration Hospital in in New York City. But it's it's a book called, camera US camera from nineteen fifty six right mm. I opened the book it's a, it's like a photo annual uh huh there's tons of pictures of cats and dogs in there <laughs> <laughs> so people have oh, always been photographing their, their pets cats and dogs so keep yeah. you know keep, yeah it's what's around
1: you know and, and it's fun yeah keep keep being sure. consistent so well speaking of photo quotes I, I mean I think we're gonna be running out of time so here here's mine.
0: Oh well can we before we go into that yeah. If you guys haven't heard our last episode uh, with Tom and I on, we, we decided to start doing this segment where each one of us finds a quote from a photographer. And we we say it and we talk about what it means to both of us. Um, in this case, Tom hasn't told me the quote that he's picked and I haven't told him mine. So we're sort of doing this, you know, by the seat of our pants a little bit. But I thought it would help. Sorry, I thought... Tom and I thought it would help generate some interesting conversations. So would you guys let us know if you like this? But we're going to do it for a while because I, I enjoy it. And I think it's good to, to really um, hear what these photographers over time have been saying. Because it's not just about their pictures, but it's also about their words. So sorry, Tom. I just wanted to put that in in case uh-huh, somebody yeah, didn't know no what problem. we were doing.
1: No, that's yeah, a perfect uh, lead in.
0: Yeah. So what, what did you find?
1: Let me, l- let me ask you this. Mark Rabaud. does that name ring a bell? I'm not familiar with him. It does not. Uh-huh. But I'm sure I'm going to search yeah. for it when we're done. Yeah, we'll have to look him up. But, well, here's, here's his quote. I mean, it's in a book of quotes by photographers that are most of whom I recognize. So I, I guess, you know, this guy must be um, established. But anyway, this is his quote. I like it. Taking pictures is savoring life intensely every hundredth
0: of a second. <laughs> you must be a what do you shoot at a hundredth of a second?,
1: yeah, all thinking. kinds of things,
0: so what does but, it say to you what what did it uh
1: um well, you know it's it's fun because it's it's like you know the the first part could stand alone just you know taking pictures is savoring life intensely i mean i uh-huh. I feel that way about photography, you know that the images that really sing are images that. Somehow capture some aspect of life, and and they continue living. I mean, we've talked about that, like relationship you can have with your subjects when you look at an image years later. I mean, I have this image in um, of a guy whose portrait I took in Cuba on the wall of my office, and every time I look at it, I just feel like I'm back in that moment, just uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take, you know, taking his portrait and. And it was just some random dude on the street, um, but there was a soulfulness about him. And and then the you know the, the the other little part about every hundredth of a second, it's sort of like, it, I don't know. To me, that that says something about the technical aspects of photography, but also the artistry, but also the mystery of time and capturing time and freezing time. Uh-huh. And you know, it's like all the the vastness and the mysteriousness of life, but, but that instant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, that's my quote for today. And, and
0: it's an instant that we don't, we don't, um, human beings don't live their life at one hundredth of a second. It's a different, right. it's almost a different dimension. Yeah. And, and so it is a way of us being interdimensional beings because we are, you know, we move at a certain speed, but photographs, stop that speed. Um, and when you're saying that, it, it made me think about, you know, iconic photographs. I and mean, we've talked about this before, but, you know, for you and me and and probably a lot of other creative people, we sort of remember our history in terms of, you know, images. Yeah. You know, the famous image of the, the sailor kissing the, the woman in Times Square is so significant to the end of World War II. And I didn't even live in World War, you know, after World War II, i mean, directly after, but that image says to me, you know, the end of war. Yeah. And, you know, so many of our moments in life, even, you know, our own personal, like you were saying, the personal picture that you have on the wall or the shots that I have of my family, um, those are the kind of things that, that flash in my mind, you know, more than, more than a scene that happens. It's, it's a single image. Um, that that becomes the memory
1: yeah yeah it's part of the part of the mystery <laughs> no, of no. photography.
0: yeah that's a good quote and we'll have to uh i've never heard of this photographer before so it's yeah good we'll have, it. to yeah. <laughs> have, to it. no, have to look him up yeah no you have to look that's that's your yeah homework all now. right yeah okay that's my <laughs> that's homework right. um nice so my quote is from a photographer you probably heard of arnold newman and it was a very. I, oh, first of all, let me just say for anybody, if you want a great site for photo quotes, it's literally photoquotes.com. Uh, I don't know who was running it, and I haven't had time to look at it. But there's a zillion quotes from photographers on this. Hey, you're you're giving away our secrets. Well, it, we'll never get through them all. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, if anybody googled it, they find it. But the, the thing is, looking at the looking at the context for what from what these. Uh, Quotes come from anyway. Arnold Newman. Uh, one of his famous pictures is uh, a shot of uh, Igor Stravinsky. It's one of my favorite pictures. It has him leaning on his piano, and it's cropped in such a way that the piano looks like a musical note. And it's a very stark black and white picture. It's a beautiful. It's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Mm. Um, this has nothing to do with the quote necessarily, but um, uh, again, it's just it's it's a very famous picture. You know, do a Google search for Arnold Newman or Igor Stravinsky. And uh, and what's really funny is to look at that picture before and after it's been cropped. So there's a very heavy cropping going on in the picture. That being said, he wrote this very simple quote. I love it. The photographer must be part of the picture. Hmm. Okay. And so yeah, I like I, what it says to me, and this is a little bit into relationship uh, to what Keith and I were talking about in the last episode and Keith was mentioning how he really loves to work with raw files because he likes to process the pictures and he said something that was really profound to me that um I'm going to sort of paraphrase him now but he wants to have his hands in the picture like huh. that's why he wants to process the picture because he wants to have his hands in it and mm. if he doesn't um then what I'm what I gather from that is that, that he is not part of the picture. And I was looking at this quote and thinking very much about, like, well, you know, lately I've been getting away from processing my pictures because I'm kind of tired of sitting in front of the computer. But, you know, I do a little work on the pictures. And this actually now is relating to what you're talking about with what you were talking about before about the iPhone and the filters. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, to, to maybe a little lesser extent because the filters are someone else's. Um, idea of what a picture should look like but you're choosing to put them into the picture the way you want you're creating a you know it's like if you were using uh, how do i say this This is gonna be weird if you were using campbell's soup tomato soup to create a new recipe right so Uh campbell's made the soup right but now you're taking it to make something else out of it out of your uh, on your own and so maybe a filter is in the same way. So it's someone else's idea of what a picture should look like, but you're combining it with your picture to create something so that you're part of the picture. And, you know, one of the reasons I, I fell in love with the Fuji cameras is because there was something about the way they presented pictures that was that I could see that I could see my my I could see me in the pictures, not not necessarily the final yeah. me. Right. Right. But there uh-huh. was a there was a kernel of me in there, and I take them and I process them a little bit on my iPad, and and then and then I show up in the picture. And so when I saw this Arnold Newman quote, the photographer must be part of the picture. It to me it's such a simple thing and it's so profound. Um, and I I want everybody to think about this a lot. All right, I think this is what really makes I don't know it's it really what makes. Your pictures look different than everybody else's, and and we and we avoid that 500 pixel website kind of thing where everybody's copying everybody else because they want to get more likes and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, because for some reason that's very addictive to to be socially, you know, up there and people are liking your pictures and blah blah, but but you're basically copying a style that someone else has. Um, forget that. You you have to be part of the picture. You're you're part of your own picture. Um,
1: I, I have a perfect little um, tie-in tie for this that uh, I have just today on NPR. I happened to hear the story about um, three photographers who shot in Japanese internment camps, including Ansel Adams, um, Dorothy Lang, and then the third person was a Japanese man who was interred in the camp, um, whose name I don't recall. Um, but obviously, the other two were super famous photographers. It's Dorothea um,
0: Lange, not Dorothy. Dor- Lange. Dorothea, yeah. Dorothy. Yeah. Um,
1: and but they were talking about you know that the the differences in the images that those three got and 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 specifically the differences of his images, mm-hmm. um, and and Adams and and Lange, you know, were limited because they were they were authorized. This other guy was not authorized, and, and his images only came out later, but they were not allowed to show barbed wire and various things. But yeah. but plus, just their social location, their position, their perspective, you know, was obviously way different than the guy who was in prison there. So, yeah, I, I, it, it might be worth, for folks for whom that sounds interesting, it'd be easy to find on NPR. Mm-hmm. And and today we happen to be recording this on uh, February seventeenth. <laughs> and hey, what? Uh, I just real quickly, I I Googled Mark Riboud. M um, A R C is his first name, and his last name is R I B O U D. He's totally famous. I mean, his, his, some of these images are iconic, like the one really really famous image of uh, a woman holding. A dandelion in front of a, a, a row of soldiers. Oh, yes. Yes. Right yeah, that's him. Ah. See, I, I think he's, he's part of Magnum. He's still alive. I guess he's like 90, 92 now.
0: You know, what's interesting is I'm very good with knowing pictures and I'm, I'm not good with knowing who took them. Uh-huh. But that picture yeah. is, yes, that's an incredible. That was in one of the, it was a Vietnam War protest. I think. I think so. Yeah. And there's uh-huh. a there, there are national guards, and I think the woman's putting the the daisy in there. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. And and you know what? Uh, just before we wrap up, as a follow up, just as we're uh, recording this, uh, yeah. I got a I got a tweet from the actor from the uh, the Expanse. Uh huh. Basically, I, I told him uh, I'm looking into what's what would take take it for me to get to toronto to shoot during the behind the scenes and uh-huh. he came back directly to me and so there's not a public thing and he said cool if you think it's possible i'll need you to send me a pitch document that i can run past the producers to get permission so awesome so that's this cool is, man yeah so you know if you know and i need someone to help maybe you can help me write the pitch yeah totally but it, you know and Louise. It, hi yeah well just Louise, as an example what, of like you know Uh, to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning, just, you know, um, it never hurts to push something as far as it can go. There's no harm that can come. Yeah,
1: Chase your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. As Um, Joseph uh, Campbell said, he said, follow your bliss and doors will
0: open. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to, uh, to wrap it up. All right. Right? Yeah. Cool. So, um, it was great to, get together with you again yeah
1: that was awesome
0: yeah i don't know if the next episode will be uh with mac and uh sid and mac but we'll see yeah Um, i hope so that'll be fun yeah and we're also sorry yeah um we're also trying to work on some uh photographer interviews uh, besides keith um hopefully tom you'll have some time available but if not we'll I'll just yeah, cheat no, on you no, I'll, I'll keep,
1: Yeah, all right. I've got my
0: eye on you, man. <laughs> That's okay. You'll forgive me. That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, everybody, you guys can find us on our website at switchtomanual.com. From there, you can, oh, you can find our podcasts and our Twitter uh, links and our Facebook links. Um, Portfolio review. Portfolio reviews, which I'd like to just quickly push a little bit. Uh, We uh, have a portfolio review that you could purchase from us. Um, We have different tiers. You can even try us for free for one picture. But the idea is that uh, you send us some of your pictures and we give you a detailed sort of critique about those shots. Um, And The idea is to, you know, if you've got pictures that you're not sure about, you can get some professional advice from me and Tom uh, in the in the guise of an audio review. So we look at your pictures and we review them and send you back an audio file. So why don't you check our site out at switchtomanual.com slash portfolio reviews. And what else? We're, so I said we're on Bookface. Oh, that's... that's <laughs> iTunes? Yeah, we're on iTunes. Facebook. Well wait. Yeah, we're Bookface, which is an homage to uh, Sid and Mac. They like saying Bookface. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah and again, our, our twitter account is uh, s- switch the number two manual so switch two manual and if you do subscribe uh, to us on iTunes we would really appreciate you guys giving us some reviews and some feedback uh, it's a way for us to get on the map so we want to get our you know downloads to 20,000 by, the, by our episode uh, 40 so please help, help us out if you can Uh, Did I miss anything? I think you got it. You think I got it? Yeah. All right. Well, we talked for a while here. Yeah, we got carried away. Yeah, we got carried away. All right. So, everybody, uh, this is uh, Antonio from Brooklyn. (laughs) So, see you guys later. (laughs) Adios.